Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Chanel Scott Ziegler about her escape wedding at Walt Disney World. She got a lot of beautiful photos of her day, and I thought you guys would love to hear the planning behind her wedding and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Chanel. Hello. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided you wanted to have an escape collection wedding at Walt Disney World. Well, the Disney part was a no-brainer. That was easy peasy to choose that we were totally going to get married at Disney. The escape part was a little bit of a trickier decision to make. We kind of went back and forth between a wishes and an escape wedding. And ultimately, it came down to having a budget and sticking to it. And we also really loved the fact that with the escape package, it was a package and it kind of was all done for us. So we didn't have to do as much work. That's a really good point. And I know a lot of people agonize, especially at the beginning of planning, over which type to pick. So that's a really great tip. It definitely made it a lot easier having everything done for us so we didn't have to figure out as much in the long run of things. Right, right. So how did your friends and family react when they found out your wedding was going to be at Disney World? We were really lucky. And the majority of our friends and family were super excited Dave's mom did not travel down to Disney with us. She doesn't travel so well, and she decided to stay at home. But other than that, our closest friends and family came down with us, and we're super excited to get down to Disney and be there again. Our, my family in particular loves Disney, and we've been quite a few times. So everybody was quite easygoing about it, which was a huge relief because we were a little nervous that people would be upset about having to travel. Oh, interesting. How many guests did you invite and how many made the trip? We invited 18 and we were 14 altogether when we were down there. Oh, great. That's cool. Now, how did you choose your escape ceremony venue? 
we went back and forth with the wedding pavilion because it is just so beautiful and it's kind of one of those magical dream places to get married. But we, when, we, when it came down to it, we really looked at the fact that it was a very big venue for such a small wedding. And we thought it might seem a little ridiculous having so few people in such a big space. And we fell in love with the Seabreeze Point. It was just a beautiful spot from all the pictures and stuff that we saw. And then we did go down and visit in August and saw it in person and fell even further in love with it. It was just being on the water and it was such a beautiful space that it was an easy choice after the wedding pavilion. That's great. Did you end up adding a private event or a restaurant reservation afterwards? We actually added a meal right after our ceremony, and it was kind of a, a backwards kind of day because we got married at noon, but then we had a meal kind of right afterwards. So we had our meal at 2 o'clock, which was kind of not lunch and not dinner for people, but we also had a dessert party at that night as well at Epcot at UK Lockside, which was a little too cold. So the party part was inside and the fireworks were outside, but we did add that as well. And we were really grateful we did. Oh, that's interesting. Where did they move the party part? Oh, I can't remember the name of the building. It was beautiful. I could not, could not have imagined a beautiful, more beautiful space. It was a big black, almost kind of looked like a big tent almost. And then it had white fabric swagged onto the ceilings and like four or five crystal chandeliers. It was absolutely beautiful. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. And then where did you plan your meal after the ceremony? We decided on the attic. Originally, we had planned on going to the yachtsman for a steak dinner and just kind of asking whoever wanted to join us to make a reservation. And then we kind of felt like we wanted to pay for everybody's meals. And then when we started looking into the cost of it, we figured having a private meal at the attic would be probably about the same amount of money. And it would be nicer to have that private venue and the attic is so quaint and so cute that it was actually absolutely a perfect space to have a small group in and that private intimate kind of feeling that we wouldn't have gotten in the restaurant. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Did you have them set up your escape cake at the attic or did you do the cake cutting at the ceremony site? We did it the the ceremony site because we were afraid that people would be hungry. So <laughs> we kind of did dessert and then a meal and then more dessert afterwards. So they they did take the cake up for us to the attic and they did cut the remainder of the base piece for our guests to eat there. So and that's when we actually got to eat cake because it was far too cold to eat cake at Seabreeze Point. And of course we were busy <laughs> getting pictures <laughs> taken. That's interesting. And then how did you select the menu that you served at the attic? There are so many choices and listening to your podcasts and talking to other brides, you learned that you can have anything you want, which was a little daunting because then you were like, okay, what do we really want to have? So we kind of went through the wedding menus from more of the wishes packages and kind of looked at the things that we liked the most. And then we talked with our planner and she connected with the chefs and got something that worked for our price point. Oh, that's great. Do you have any recommendations? We had the gorgonzola beef, and it was phenomenal. I would highly recommend it. We also did the brown derby cob salad, which was so delicious, too. 
So then with the escape package, which options did you choose? For options for the packages, um, the escape package, we did the basic cake, the one with the little gold Mickey heads on it. It was really iconic with all the little Mickey heads, and I loved that. And we wanted something just kind of simple. We did a marble cake with the caramel, milk chocolate caramel uh, icing in between, and it was divine. When it came to floral, that was one part that I was a little nervous about. I didn't love the floral that Disney was offering in the skate package. And I also didn't love Disney's floral prices. (laughs) So I decided to do my own flowers and bring them with me. We did drive down to Florida from Ontario and uh, I did, they're called Real Touch Fake Flowers. So in my pictures, you probably can't tell that they're not real, which was important to me. I didn't want things that looked really fake, but I did want a certain look, which I was able to get with the fake flowers. So we did all of our own personal floral and instead they took the petals. Um, so there was an option that you could do boutonniere or corsages and petals down the aisle. And we just had all the flowers put into petals down the aisle and there was tons and tons down the aisle. So that's a great tip. Can you give my listeners a timeline for your day? Our day got turned upside down to a certain extent. Unfortunately, we got married in that really bad cold spell in Florida. And the day of our wedding, we woke up, I was up at 7am and it was 28 degrees out. So originally, we were supposed to have Magic Kingdom photo shoot at 6am. But we got a call the day before the wedding and were asked if we wanted to move it. And seeing that we had to spend all day out in the cold, we decided to move our Magic Kingdom photo shoot to the Saturday. So it made for a little bit more relaxing of a day. I was up at 7 a.m. for hair and makeup, and I did most of my own. My maid of honor used to be a hairdresser, so that came in really handy with the hair part of things. Of course, getting kiddos ready and that to go as well. We were picked up by the limo around 10 o'clock, and we did some photos at the Boardwalk Hotel. We did add an extra hour of photography, to the ceremony part because photography is one of the things that was really important to me during the wedding. So we went and had some pictures done with the wedding party and the children in advance of the ceremony. Then we were moved down to Seabreeze Point for noon to have our actual ceremony. We also had Mickey and Minnie come, which was phenomenal. It was actually the most magical part of the day probably and it was adorable because our guests knew that Mickey and Minnie were coming but they got so excited when they showed up. It was just so cute. And then uh, from there we headed over to the attic about, they took our guests probably about quarter after 1, 1 and they took them a little bit earlier than we expected them to go because it was so cold They wanted to get them over there and warmed back up again. So they did let our guests into the space a little bit earlier. And we did a little bit more photography um, along the boardwalk. And actually, Ali took us into Abracadabra. And that is where we got one of our favorite pictures from the day. And then we had our meal up there at the attic until about 4 p.m. Then everybody kind of dispersed. Again, it was a really, really cold day. So everybody kind of headed back to their rooms to change into more appropriate outfits for heading to the fireworks. 
So in our pictures, it looks like it's nice and warm, but if you had looked to the side of the photographer, you would have seen all of our wedding guests bundled up in winter coats and long johns and toques and blankets. So it was kind of amusing. So we did, we met for the fireworks probably, I think it was about 7.30, 8 o'clock. We watched the fireworks at Epcot and then they moved us into that separate space for our dessert party. And I think we finished up probably about 10.30. It went a little bit later than it would have normally been had we had our dessert and our fireworks all together because it was separate. That's interesting. And they served the dessert after the fireworks. Yeah, they did it afterwards. Okay, got it. Before we continue, I want to take a quick break and tell you about this episode's sponsor, Manly Bands. I was really excited when these guys contacted me because I think they are solving a couple problems that I've seen a lot over the years of following Disney weddings. The first of which is that men's wedding bands are kind of boring. And on top of that, they cost a lot of money for something that is that boring. So I was happy to see that Manly Bands offers dozens of unique wedding band styles and none of them cost more than $200. They also offer some non-traditional materials for their wedding bands. So if your guy has a nickel allergy, they have titanium wedding bands. Or if he works with his hands and needs a safer ring, they have silicone bands. And then they just have some cool stuff like rose gold, tungsten carbide, and something called Damascus steel, which apparently has historically been used in sword making, which makes it that much cooler to use as your wedding ring. Manly Bands offers sizes 5 through 17, so if your groom is hard to fit, they are going to have the larger or smaller size that he may need. And they have super fast shipping, so if your groom has procrastinated in purchasing his wedding band, he might be able to get it in three or four days. In addition to their amazing customer service, Manly Bands offers free U.S. exchanges, a 30-day return policy, and a one-year no-hassle warranty. And they are offering listeners of the Disney Wedding Podcast a 15% discount on any Manly Band ring style. So all you need to do is enter the code FAIRYTALE, all one word, in the box when you are checking out. And now, on with the show! So when you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your time or your budget? We really wanted to give our guests a Disney experience while we were down there. So that was super important to us as well as photography. I really love having pictures. It's when I think of memories and that I love to go back and look at pictures of the things that we've done, the places we've been, and of course my kids growing up. So photography was super important and We kind of ebbed and flowed on the budget on the photography piece of it. But then again, the other part was that Disney experience. So it was really important for us to have Mickey and Minnie there for the day. We really wanted to make sure that our guests had a big experience during the day and they were fed really well during the day. And of course, letting them see the fireworks was really important. We knew some of our guests probably wouldn't go into the parks because they had been there before and didn't necessarily have kids with them. So it was an opportunity to kind of give that magical experience of good old Disney fireworks to everyone and having them all together for that special part. That's a good point, yeah. Now, what aspects were less important to you where you saved your time or your money? We definitely tried to budget food. We didn't want to not have a delicious meal, but at the same time, we didn't want to go really overboard. And I had seen from a lot of brides that when they talked about their meals and their dessert parties, that there was tons and tons of food, which there absolutely was. 
So we really tried to kind of keep things in budget and not to go too overboard or too extravagant or even have too many choices. We figured we knew the people that were coming to the wedding really well, and that was an area that we could kind of choose things that we knew that everybody would eat. So that was one area. And then doing my own personal floral definitely cut down on cost as well. We figured the cost of just buying a bouquet for my maid of honor probably covered the cost of our flowers. I was able to get the flowers on sale, so that definitely helped. So that was something else that we did to help keep our budget down as well. Interesting. Okay. Oh, and do you have any tips for your dessert party of menu items that everybody liked? We had cheeseburger spring rolls and they were phenomenal. Everybody loved them. And we also, we were looking for a second savory item and the chef suggested meatballs. And again, people tend to eat, tended to eat the cheeseburger spring rolls and the meatballs over the desserts. But it was also a long time in between, you know, that meal we had at 2 p.m. and then our dessert party. I also highly recommend the peanut butter uh, chocolate cupcakes. They were really, really good. And I'm a huge fan of cupcakes. So <laughs> we, we definitely went home with a few. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's good. They didn't go to waste. No, those uh, portable coffee cups they give you, the, we had like the disposable ones. We were popping them in those and putting the lid on and taking them with us. That is an awesome tip. (laughs) So of all of that, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I definitely think it was when Mickey and Minnie came to the ceremony site and the cake cutting. Everybody was so excited. Everybody wanted their picture taken. And it definitely was one of the most magical parts of the day for me, for sure. That's great. Now, did anything go wrong or not turn out like you expected? You mentioned the freezing cold temperatures. Other than the weather, no. The the day was quite perfect. Other than the weather, it was absolutely freezing. And being Canadian, we thought, how bad can it be in January (laughs) in Orlando? And I was frozen. I was very grateful. Our planner was fantastic. She did message us the day before the wedding and ask us if we wanted to move everything inside. She said she could arrange the attic as our ceremony site, which would have been beautiful. But I was just, my heart was so set on Seabreeze Point. There was no changing that. So I had said to her, you know what? We're Canadian. Everybody can suck it up. I know that people have long johns in their luggage. (laughs) And so she was actually able to arrange big um, white fluffy blankets on all the chairs at the ceremony site. So that was really great. And she also made sure that there was a new batch of blankets brought up to the attic so that people could take them if they wanted them for the dessert party later as well. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I was really grateful. When you were planning, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Not being able to pick your own photographer definitely was something that caused me a lot of anxiety. Being that photography was really important, but budget-wise, we just couldn't hire an outside photographer. It was definitely suggested, but when we looked at the cost and what we were already spending with the package... It just didn't make sense. So we did our research, which we thought was really important. We went through the website as well as Pinterest 
and we really took the time to go through all the different photographers' portfolios and their galleries just to see what things looked like and really took the time to pick the ones that really resonated with our style. And then when we were asked to give our top ones, we passed those along and we really did luck out. We originally did have Ali for our Magic Kingdom photo shoot too, which I was so disappointed not to have him again on the Saturday, but I was grateful not to be in the cold that morning. Right. Got it. And is there anything else you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? I don't think so. I've got to say that... Uh, your podcast, your book, um, the Disney Brides group that I was on on Facebook were really super helpful in the whole process of things. So I think the one thing that I wish I had known was not to panic so much in the beginning because you wait so long to have to book at that, you know, 10 month mark out. And for us, they had the price change in with things. So we decided to move our date from November to January because of the pricing structure. So it was more that piece of just breathe and ask because somebody will tell you the answer, whether it's your planner or another Disney bride or finding it in your book or a podcast, just to breathe. It's all there. That's good advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for anyone planning a Disney wedding, maybe planning from Canada or perhaps somebody who can't decide between wishes and escape? So the thing between Wishes and Escape, we really just sat down and pushed the numbers and looked at what really resonated with us. I think my biggest tip to brides and grooms is to sit down and really decide what's the most important aspects of your day, what means the most to you and what means the least to you. Can you get married at 9 or 12 or 4 o'clock and it doesn't matter? Does it matter which venue you're at? That sort of thing. We really just planned a wedding that really resonated with us. That really meant something to us being in a space that we really loved. You know, having the different parts of the day that we really felt was important. Giving our guests that Disney experience. So that's how we planned our day around what we really wanted it to look like. And surprisingly, we were able to stay within a really tight budget. Our goal for our wedding was to pay it off before we left to get married. And we pretty much did that. There was a little bit of our vacation part on our credit cards. So that wasn't so bad. But it it was surprising how inexpensive it actually was when we sat down and looked at it. That's great to know. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? We definitely have tons of pictures up on Facebook. Other than that, uh, Instagram, I've got a few up there. My hubby has more on his, so you can definitely see some there as well. Mm, I think that's about it for pictures. Okay, well, I'll get some from you and put them in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Excellent. Well, Chanel, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering an escape wedding, maybe can't decide between escape and wishes. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. 
Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.